Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about your unique selling point. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So this weekend, me and Snow, we had an outing up to uh, the Brecon Beacons, which was fantastic. We had a great time. Um, I previously, uh, a couple of days before the, the run, I bought, um, I'd ordered it off Amazon, actually, a new dog backpack. So it was a, a backpack for snow. Um, so it kind of sits on the top of her back, almost like a, a panniers uh, for a bicycle, sit on her back and the, the couple of straps that kind of wrap under her belly and also around her front. So it allows her to carry a few small items in, in her own bag. So in future, she'll be able to carry things like a little foldable water bowl for herself and a bottle of water or two. So it's quite quite a good idea. And I, I it actually worked out quite well. I didn't think she'd like it too much, but she looked like she didn't notice it was on. Um, to be fair, I didn't have anything in it this week. I was just allowing her to get used to it because it was the first time she's worn it properly. Um, so we ended up doing about uh, eight and a half miles, I think it was. Um, we started off um, uh, in, the, in the car park in the Brecon Beacons and when, when walked up the um, steep slopes towards um, the Penway Fan, which is one of the uh, one of the peaks there. And we did the Horseshoe Walk, which includes three other, uh, two other peaks as well as Penway Fan. Um, but it was a fantastic day out. Um, the weather was all right. It was on and off rain, but it wasn't heavy rain. It was a little bit of drizzle, so it wasn't too bad. Cooled us down nicely. Um, so it was a really good walk. And what I want to try and do is get a few more of those kinds of walk in each month, at least once a month, do something similar. Um, because I have a new, uh, I signed up for a new challenge next year, um, which is in July, um, which is a peak a hundred kilometer race up in the Peak District. Um, so that's obviously further than I've ever done before. The furthest I've done so far is a half marathon, as most of you will know from listening, being regular listeners. So I shall be building that up over the next few months, trying to get up to kind of a marathon uh, distance by January, because I've signed up to an, a marathon in January. And then between January and July is work up to that ultra distance of 100 kilometers. Um, I learned a few lessons today being out on the slopes. It was the first time I've done kind of a proper trail run on a hilly, in a hilly terrain, um, such as the Brecon Beacons. Uh, so there's definitely going to be a, a lot of science involved in it. I'm going to have to look at um, nutrition um, uh, really deeply um, because running 100 kilometers is significantly different than running ha- a half marathon distance. Um, so there's going to be some, uh, you know, a lot of lot of the success from that is is going to be preparing the nutrition in the days beforehand and working up to it and obviously doing the, the right kind of training and the right length of training as well. So there's going to be quite a few um, challenges over the next few months. So I work my way to July next year, but hopefully that'll be quite fun um, and doing some some of the training out on the hills themselves. Um Hopefully I can take snow on longer runs with me as well. She'll typically run seven and a half to eight miles. Um, but obviously on the on the steep slopes of the Brecon Beacons, I was only walking up the slope. So the steep escarpments, um, walking up to the top of the ridges and then jogging along the top of the ridges and then jogging um, on the slight downhill bits as well. Um, some of them were too steep to jog down. Um, so as... So it's good recovery time for snow and she absolutely loved it. So it means that if I'm running in that kind of environment, she can run slightly more regularly with me as well as I'm upping the distance. So that's quite good. 
So that's all I wanted to talk about on that this week. So let's jump into today's topic, which is your unique selling point. So it doesn't matter what business you have, whether it's a property business or otherwise, you, you kind of have to have a unique selling point. What's going what's gonna to bring your customers in uh, to you rather than your competition? And it's worth putting a little bit of thought into this because it's going to give you a bit of an advantage. If you spend a little bit of time thinking about it, right, what can I do better than my competition and sell that, um, you're, you're going to get, get ahead of the competition. So, so what could your unique selling point be? So if you're a property entrepreneur, you know, if you've got your own property business, whether that's um, buy to let or whether it's serviced accommodation or whatever, there are a number of things you can do to uh, make your offering unique and I'll go through a couple of um, those those ideas that you could take up so one of those things obviously is offering high-end accommodation so a lot of the rental accommodation out there whether it's buy to let or um, uh, HMO you know it's it's of an average quality so people um, are you know are happy to rent it and a lot of landlords bring their properties up to a minimum standard to be able to uh, rent it out. But one of your unique selling points is that you could could offer high um, high quality accommodation um, for slightly lower rates. So what does that look like? So it depends what kind of a market you're after. Because obviously, if you're after student, uh, if you're after the student market, you know it's kind of a uh, a wasted uh, USP because you know they not they're not necessarily after high quality accommodation they're after um, working on a budget so maybe you your usp should be providing um, low cost accommodation and be lower than your competition in terms of cost um, but if you're doing buy to let to families for example why couldn't you put in if you're redecorating or refurbing your property why couldn't you put in a slightly higher quality kitchen a slightly higher quality bathroom slightly plusher carpets that kind of thing, just to bring the overall quality of the property above the average standard that you would expect in the area that your property is, that's going to offer you a unique selling point and it may well bring additional tenants in um, because of that unique selling point. Now, what other unique selling points could you have? Now, in terms of if you're um, an SA provider, you know, you could um, offer a, or a, uh, a much better service than your uh, competitors. So what could that look like? Well, if you're kind of in a in a holiday area and you're focused on kind of holiday essays, um, then could you offer a kind of a briefing pack for the area that your property's in, you know, including leaflets for all the kind of tourist attractions in the area, um, maybe discounts to certain places. Could you team up with local attractions to offer discounts? If it's not so much in uh, in a tourist area, maybe you're doing business essay. So, um, you know, you're working with uh, lo local businesses to house their employees on a short to medium term in service accommodation. What could you do? Again, could you offer that slightly higher quality of accommodation? Could you add in a cleaning service, which people are going to find really useful? Could you add in any other types of services, you know, uh, anything that your clients are going to want? So there are a number of options there. No matter what type of um, properties you have, 
where you can add a unique selling point. Now, maybe you could add um, really easy to understand contracts um, and slim down the process entirely so it's a lot easier for your tenant to actually get into the property. Maybe you can quicken up, make quick uh, speed up the uh, background check process if that's what you do. If you do background checks on your tenants or, or something similar to that, can you speed that process up and make it as unintrusive as possible? Are there things that you can do that's just going to really make the tenants' lives a lot easier? If you're if you're um, a HMO person, if you're if you have HMO properties, can you offer simpler contracts um, with lower charges? Can you eliminate any of the charges that kind of the big estate agents or letting agencies charge to their tenants? Can you get rid of those? Um, you know, in the next year or so, um, estate agents and letting agencies are going to be banned from those uh, making those charges anyway. But can you get ahead of that and start offering that up front? Um, anything that you can think of to make your your business stand out. Um, and again, it's not just property business. So if you have any other business, what can you offer to your clients that your opposition isn't? So what can you do to make it better? Um, if you take a um, fitness uh, business, if you're operating a fitness class, can you do different types of classes than your competition are running? Can you offer different lengths, uh, different times that those classes occur? Could you do um, uh, different uh, size classes? So maybe some people prefer small intimate classes where uh, it's more one-on-one or, or you know, one instructor to three or four um, people in the class. Or maybe people prefer large classes, one instructor to 10 or 15 people. Can you just offer something slightly different than your your opposition you uh, are offering. It, just take that time to think about what your unique selling point is, because if you don't have your a unique selling point, there's nothing to make your business stand out from the crowd and, and you'll remain at kind of average or below. You need to have that extra something to put you ahead of the competition and get you to that next level. So it's worth investing just a little bit of time to think about what that USP is. And then once you've got that USP, it's worth thinking about how you advertise that. So you kind of want to let people know what that USP is. So can you advertise that on your website? Can you tell new clients when they're joining up if you've got a gym? If it's a property business, can you put that on your website or in any of your um, client literature, your tenant literature? Um, Where can you advertise that to let people know? Because once you've got that USP, it's kind of pointless having it if you're not letting people know that you've got that USP. So you really need to get ahead of that and let people know what that USP is. Because once they know that you've got what they want, then they're going to be more willing to come and use you, whatever the business. So have a think about it. Have a think about what your USP is or what it could be. Uh, implement it because you you know you've got you can't just come up with a USP and say that that's your USP without implementing it because you're going to start upsetting customers and tenants and, and having the adverse problem of bad press and bad word of mouth, which which you just don't want in your business because you're never going to be able to grow otherwise. So implement your USP and then look at how you can market your USP. Again, can you pop that on your website or can you talk about it with new clients? Um, have a think about how you get that USP across to your clients. 
and then make sure that they take advantage of that and they know how to take advantage of it because you know some bank accounts for example um my my bank account i, I bank with halifax um and they have um a, a kind of reward scheme i guess whereby um i can log on to my online banking and i can opt in to certain offers so i you know i can get cash back or money off at certain um businesses if i use my bank card to to spend at those businesses but the thing is i have to go onto the website and opt in every month to each of those offers so it's not really a usp because there are other banks out there that do it and automatically add me into those those things so and and so it doesn't come into my thinking when i'm thinking oh i want to stay with my banks it's not it's not a usp it's like a nice to have rather than a usp because it doesn't auto opt me in so it doesn't quite get the benefit i don't quite get the benefit that that's kind of advertised from that um because it requires me to go in and do something now whereas if i was auto opted into each of those offers you know that's that is definitely a usp um, because I don't have to do anything to take advantage of that offer. So you really need to make it as easy as possible for your client, your tenant or whoever to, to take advantage of that USP. You don't really want to make them jump through hoops, um, whether that's automating that uh, that USP or, or making it happen in the background or, or be it being inherent in the offer that you provide, um, whatever it is, just make it easy for them to access. So hopefully that's helped today um, in, in, in thinking about your USP. Um, so just in summary, just to recap a couple of those points. So have a think about what your USP could be, implement that USP, market that USP, and make that USP as easy for your customer to get as possible. Hopefully that's helped. I'll see you next week.